Hey guys, this is Will, and I wanted to come in before we start this episode and let you guys know what happened. Um, we had some technical difficulties this week, and uh, unfortunately it made the episode late, but it's also the quality of the audio is going to be a little less than we're normally used to. So I want to apologize for that. It's uh, strictly just a technical gaffe, but we didn't want to let a week go by without it. So without further ado, here's the Legends TV Talk episode dealing with Episode 4 of Season 3. Take care. How will we be remembered? As the podcast has engaged listeners in new and exciting ways for the past year, talking about our fourth favorite show, Legends of Tomorrow. As the podcast that has constantly been fun, engaging, and incredibly humble. No. We will be remembered as a team that can't pronounce the word catechism. I mean, anti-disestablishmentarianism. I mean, anachronism. I mean, seriously, it's a word and a silly one. Why even have it? Didn't aberration kind of cover it? Anyway, we come in week after week to talk about this great show, so don't call us heroes because we are straight out of the timeline and right into your ears. I'm Bell. I'm Kyle. And I'm Technical Difficulties. <laughs> and this is Legends TV Talk. How you doing, guys? I know we, yes, Technical Difficulties, our arch nemesis, has struck multiple times over this week to uh, try and prevent us from recording our podcast and bringing it to you, our lovely listeners. Uh, all three of you now, dude. We get a- I think we're three. Ross, this one's for you. <laughs> uh, apologies for Will. <laughs> now, now, now. I'm not apologizing. How am I supposed to know? It said Britain. Britain. He's British. Yeah, well. He's, lots well, of countries, he's lots of planets the, have a north. Oh, I mean, that's like, you know. part of the UK. That's like saying, you know, being from New York and then somebody's like, oh, yeah, Mississippi, New York, they're all the same. We are. <laughs> Upstate. Now, I'm not saying that like Scotland's the Mississippi of, of you know England. Wow, you just that's called them the Mississippi. The case. I prefer Scotland myself because I don't know. London was cool, but Edinburgh <laughs> was was really cool too. Anyway, anywho, and that we'll be talking about uh, later in either. news. So, yeah, I do want to go back to the UK though. It was super fun, uh, but that's neither here nor there. In fact, it's nowhere. I don't know where, where I'm going. Nope. I think I'm going <laughs> for a history lesson. History lesson. Heyo! And now, gentle listener, it is time for a history lesson on Legends TV Talk. All right, three, episode four, phone home. This one was directed by Kevin Mock, and it was written by Matthew Mala. Will end this episode. Ray suddenly disappears in the Wave Rider, with Gideon revealing that he died around Halloween of 1988, much like my love life. The legends travel to 1988 when Ray reappears and finds his younger self has adopted a baby Dominator. Again, much like my love life. Eventually, government agents take the baby Dominator, leading Ray, young Ray, and Zari to break in and rescue it while Sarah, Nate, and Amaya discover the Dominator's mother has returned to retrieve her child. The baby Just like my love life. <laughs> <laughs> the Dominator's not my son. Right, what? Um, the, the baby uses mind control to distract the agents, and the legends put it back to its mother. Well, let's try it again. The baby uses mind control to distract the legends, get it back to its mother, who leaves in peace. When young Ray gets picked on by bullies at Halloween, 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 him, 
Meanwhile, Jack's Jack learned that Stein is and is to be present for the birth of his grandchild and help him write, borrowing the Wave Rider. Later, Jax asks Ray, Ray to figure out a way to split Firestorm so that Professor Stein may have a normal life. I, mean, I was going to say, like, <laughs> I mean, I don't even know if it requires one dramatic hamster, much less two, or dramatic gopher. Yes. I mean, that's like the lead ending <laughs> that they had. Yeah. Uh, but I guess I guess you know we'll, we'll go ahead and just talk about that right quick at the very ending there with uh, Jackson Stein. Uh, you know Stein's going to be a granddad. He wants to be uh, you know home with his granddaughter. So um, and let, let, let's just let's just call it as we see it. Who didn't see the whole Stein isn't a traitor, but is actually seeing his daughter thing coming? I mean, like that was totally. That was. Yeah, I mean, of course Stein's not going to betray them. I mean, come on. It's a little two dimensional. But uh, he's too good of a character. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that. Yeah, that, that's that's not at all what he would do. Um, so yeah, that, that was that came as no surprise. And I was like, why are Jackson makes like really just questioning him on this? This is ridiculous. But um, yeah, this is news. I think we talked about a couple episodes ago. Victor Garber is going to be leaving Legends of Tomorrow, um, and so uh, I guess this is this is the way they're going to do it. They're going to split Firestorm, which is going to be interesting. I mean, has this is this something that's ever happened in the comics? Have there ever been a split between? Uh, the two entities of Firestorm, so now there's just one Firestorm person, and they don't have to, like, merge in order to get the flame powers. Or is this, like, uncharted territory they were talking about? Didn't I thought they did that in the new 52, but I could be wrong. Because um, I do remember one comic book t- um, cover was them having two Firestorms. Um, oh, yeah? Well, but Professor Stein I split into like wrong. his own, yeah. Oh, and Jason Rush was uh was one, and Ronnie was another. Wait, so they they were independent firestorms who didn't have a kind of uh, yeah. companion, yeah. And they weren't very they weren't really active very well, if I remember correctly. I only read a few issues of the New Fifty Two before I was like, yeah, this is lame. <laughs> yeah, I, I I haven't really read a lot of it. Um, I I don't know why not, but I have no excuse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so so then so this is something that it, it's it's happened in the comics before, so it's not exactly uncharted territory. So uh, that'll be interesting. But uh, yeah, so so let's let's talk about this too. Last week we had Flash uh, as well, and and for some reason I don't know they decided not to do a Halloween episode, which was you know shame on them. But it was still fun, and we got elongated man. Uh, but that's the thing I love about Legends is Legends is always all about you know making it fun and they know how ridiculous their show is. And so they do this great concept of having Ray adopt a baby dominator ET style and then get shot to death by the government in the first five minutes of the show. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that was insane. With the trust fall bit going on at the beginning there. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, it was, I knew something was going to happen with that. Yeah. Right. I was like, okay, no, something's going to happen. And, uh, you know, this, this trustful thing is going to fail. But uh, first off, why don't we just get some impressions? What were you guys, uh, uh, you know, Will, what did you think about the episode? Just overall. Oh, I thought it was great. I mean, don't, here's the thing. I'm from 88. Like, 1988, I was 14 years old. I mean, that was, that was my day, man. That was my time. That was, you know, that was Stranger Things for me. I mean, it was just nuts. So 
all the little little nods to the 80s culture is it automatically like huh and and i mean i think legends knows that they know where their bread is buttered and they're like okay most of these guys who are in their 40s are you know 80s children so i mean they worked in things like the delorean you know i was like yeah, right yes now this is the time machine <laughs> <laughs> so i mean it's it, it Things like that. So I thought it was really well done. I mean, yeah, there were holes. I mean, yeah, there's timeline holes and, you know, Ray's mom and the whole nine yards. Some of it was a little. But, I mean, overall, I think it was a really great episode. I mean, it didn't require a big, bad uh, B story. I mean, yeah, they had the Stein bit. But, I mean, that didn't even happen until halfway through. Like, it was yeah, just and, and entertaining. It felt kind of just injected in there, right? Right. It felt like the, well, eventually we're going to have to explain why Victor Garber isn't no longer here. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, I, I agree. Like, so, so you would say that you're much like Iggy Azalea bringing '88 back, exactly. Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I was born in '84, so I was four years old at this point. But you know, I still uh, identify more with the '80s than I do with uh, other time periods uh, because when I was growing up, all that stuff that you're talking about right now was in syndication, and so that's what I was watching. Right. right? Hey, is uh, anybody looking at the chat room right now on Facebook? Um, I, you know, it's, it's a swirly thing. So let me see if I can go in here. Charlie Bach. Just Charlie Bach. Ready? Oh, Charlie. Said, Charlie. Yes, about outro music, Charlie Bach. Said, so right around the time when the baby alien made the henchman sing and dance, my wife said, this is stupid. What are you watching? The only way I knew how to respond was, you're right, sweetheart. I don't know. Let's see if Martha Stewart bakes his on. <laughs> pin, see, Charlie, that's the point pin, of Let's of Tomorrow. The show is dumb. Like. It's supposed to be dumb, and it's wonderful. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 they, they embrace they embrace like that's the thing is you got to know that it's going to be cheesy and they're going to embrace that cheese and it's going to be wonderful. But uh, but but Kyle, what about you, man? How, how did you feel about this episode overall? Mm, I I enjoyed it. I mean, I'm not I'm not really a kid of the '80s. I was born in '89, but. I mean, I understood Babies. all the references that took place. Um, I loved all the E.T. and uh, the Back to the Future references. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think I'd want to live in the 80s, but... Shut up! Yeah, I, I, mean, <laughs> I don't. I would, I would, I would, I'm a 90s kid. I would rather live in the 90s. Man, you know, that's the thing. It's like I, I was when I was growing up, I was way more into 80s stuff than I was into 90s stuff. Like I was the only kid in my school that didn't watch Saved by the Bell. But it's so, all right. I mean, Saved by the Bell. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right because I'm Saved by the Bell. Saved by the bell. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, I, I, I identify technical millennial or not. I hope I'm not. I think the cutoff is 85, and I was born in 84. So you're a millennial. I'm just kidding. I'm not a millennial. Will shut up! I'll fight you. <laughs> See, that's a millennial uh, attitude. <laughs> oh, we yeah, know it's not the millennial attitude. It's like just let it go. It's all gonna be okay. <laughs> well, so that's the thing is, I did get participation trophies when I was growing up, but that was when I was older, and that was in the 90s. And so, you know, yeah, they call I it always, college. Sorry. Go they on. what? They called that college. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, hey, Bill, you're a millennial. Yes. You're a millennial. Hey, where where did you get this data from? Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, always I true. Can edit, I can go edit Wikipedia right now and say, like, you know, people born from '74 to like, you know, 2014 are millennials. Well, it's, I I trust Wikipedia more than I trust whatis.com. <laughs> 
Generation Y. This is stupid. Oh, uh, see, I'm Generation X and like you know, an '80s child. It's it's all great. Like Although, I had every I had every and I had MTV when it was music. <laughs> I had good music. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> well, okay, so. A minority of demographers and researchers start the generation in the mid to late 1970s. What? Yes. Yeah. Millennials starting as early as 1976? No, no, no. That is horseshit. And I'm still Sorry. safe, that means. <laughs> I'm not a millennial. I will never be a millennial. I love my life. <laughs> so I, I'm saying 85 to – because here's the thing. Like my, my whole thing is this. is like, Did you grow up before the internet – was a thing like were you a teenager when the internet happened or I was, older i was 20 <laughs> yeah so so not a millennial right uh i didn't have the internet at my fingertips like i didn't even have a cell phone until i was 16 i used pay phones growing up <laughs> uh i mean here i God, i sound like an old man like i'm shaking my fist at these walking around the street but you know i don't know i just you know i don't i don't identify as a millennial i guess and it's all about identity these days. And so I identify as an Apache attack helicopter. And uh, <laughs> we're just going to leave it at that. Back to Legends TV Talk, everyone. <laughs> thank you thank you for listening to TV Talk. Uh, stick around after the show for ramblings of an old man. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Isn't that what they call Flash TV Talk? Never mind. Oh, <laughs> quick shenanigans, and it's and it's and it's and it's awesome. And you can get it if you're a Patreon subscriber. Hey, hey none of that, none Hi-yo. of that here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, we, we Nate, uh, or no, not Nate. Uh, Ray has adopted a baby dominator. Seems like a bad idea. And the government silenced him by killing him uh, because they wanted this baby dominator. And so the team has to go back and find out, A, what killed him, because they don't even really know. They, they, they see the Dominator, they assume it's the Dominator, but um, it seems that baby Dominators have a much better uh, temperament than adult Dominators. And, and they're also a lot cuter. What do you guys think? Uh, cuter, for sure? Or was it still yeah. ugly and gross? I mean, a little bit ugly and gross, but still a little cute. Ugly and gross in a cute way, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. Something so, I can... Something I could get behind. Not wait. Yeah, <laughs> ugly and gross in a cute way, with like, um, like Courtney Love. Hey, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> or like Cameron Diaz. Uh, what? Well, oh, you take that back. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. There, there's movies where you look at Cameron Diaz and you're like, okay, yeah. And then there's movies where you look at Cameron Diaz and you're like, wow. <laughs> Just saying. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I, that's I agree with that, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I think that's a pretty. Solid statement, I'm just going to say. Uh, but yeah, so we had this issue. Uh, we had this baby dominator. Uh, and, and let's talk for a second about little young Ray here, because I, I think this is the crux of this episode, is that uh, little Ray has some deep-seated and real bad emotional scarring. And it's no wonder that he's so positive and, you know, upbeat about everything, is because when he was a kid... All he did was just like pretend that everything was good when it wasn't. And so I think Ray, of all the legends, Mick included, has the worst mental issues. Oh, I would, would you guys that. agree? Yeah. That's one of the problems yeah. I have with this version of Ray, though. It's like I feel it's sometimes like I feel when I see Ollie on Arrow. You you want I, I like I want Ollie. 
like I want the progressive uh, social justice warrior gets mad at corporate fat cats, Ollie Queen. And, yeah. I, and you don't have that. And that's okay. And I do like the character, but it's just sometimes you're like, you know, I don't want to see him doing a Batman impression unless he's doing it for laughs and he's holding up the cape like he did in the Kevin Smith run. It just, it's the same thing with Ray. They're making Ray kind of like a boob. And Ray was, you know, he's like the Reed Richards of the DC universe. He was like, you need something built. You need something to work. You called Ray. You know, and it's just I like. I would have called Mr. Fantastic. No, yeah, no. Mr. DC, yeah. <laughs> well, now, yeah, Mr. Terrific does that. But, I mean, before Mr. Terrific, you know, the, the current incarnation came on, which he only came out in the mid-90s. I mean, Ray Palmer was that. He was the guy you called. He fixed everything. You know, it's it it's sad in some ways. I kind of want Ray to be Ray. And so this is definitely a departure from the comic book, Ray. Oh, oh, huge departure. Read Identity Crisis right there. Like that whole, mm. that whole, I mean, Ray is heavily involved in it, and I won't say why if you haven't read it, but because it's a great book. Um, That's but, a fantastic you know, book. Yeah. It's funny you mention that because this is the second podcast in a week that I've recorded where Identity Crisis was brought up, and we were talking about Ralph Dibney on Flash TV Talk last week. Exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, That's, you know, Frank was, was talking about Identity Crisis. We were talking about, like, detectives in the DC universe, and, like, I was asking whether or not Batman – uh, or whether or not Ralph was like a Batman level investigator, or like a you know Flash level, like how good was he? And he and he mentioned you know Identity Crisis. You got to check it out. So. He, when they when he is supposed to be, uh, he's respected by Batman for that and that alone. You know. And, oh, okay. Well, there you go. And that's the thing about that is like I'm glad Ralph's sticking around Flash. I don't know if you guys talked about it. I want to see Sue. I think I sent you guys an email on it. Like I want to oh, see Sue Dibney. So. You know, and I, yeah, she grounds him. Like, but going back to Ray, Ray is supposed to be this professor, this genius, you know. And well, he did build a tech company, so I would call him a genius. Yeah, but well, and when he started he out, he was like that. Suit. Yeah, when he started I out, agree, like, I, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 go. No, you, no. you first. I, I insist. <laughs> okay. Well, no, I mean, he started that way. The Arrow character of Ray started that way. He was much closer to Ray, and then it was like the minute he got. The minute he started hooking up with Hawkgirl, it was like, that was it. He's like, way off the Oh, break. I see. Blame the women. I see. <laughs> no, the, Welcome to misogynism TV talk. <laughs> hosted by <laughs> Harvey <laughs> Weinstein. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh, too soon. <laughs> but, yeah, so, so yeah, it's, 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 Harvey Weinstein aside, we'll not, we'll not go there. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. It's it's interesting to me because yeah, you, you, Ray is clearly a genius, right? He's got all of this information. Oh, sh- Nike's. Uh, I just there we go. Uh, you know, he he's a very smart guy. It, it seems to come across with that, but you're absolutely right. He's complete and total boob. Yeah. Uh, and it's 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 sort of weird to me to see them do that with his character because he's. You would think a guy with that sort of intelligence, even if he is a nice guy, would still be more assertive, right? Because like you know, especially with the. Uh, I mean, just look at the guy at at. Upswipe, who you know, Ray's like, dude, I can shrink matter, and he's like, um, that's not social, and I would be like, well, you know what, I'm gonna go shrink matter, and I don't need this, but uh, 
it's, 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 yeah, it's odd. It's odd. And like to see Ray as a kid, uh, you know, getting picked on by bullies and pretending they're his friends and stuff like that. It's, it's, I don't know. I'm wondering if this is the start of a character arc for Ray uh, to kind of like deal with a bunch of this emotional trauma and stuff. So that it becomes more like a realist or something. I don't know because it's, it's, uh, Zari was talking about it on the ship. She's like, how are you so upbeat all the time? And he's like, Oh, it's positive thinking. And it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just, I can see how positive thinking is definitely a good thing in a lot of situations, uh, especially if, if you're in a bad situation. You know, it's it's something that can help you get through those kind of things. But Absolutely. like Ray all the time has always done this. And I feel like there's going to be a point at which he just psychologically just just dismantles himself, you know? Right. Oh, yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, it's 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 really weird. <laughs> it's also fun seeing them go back. And Ray, like, you know, they're looking for anything suspicious. And so Ray looks at little Ray and little Ray's stealing candy bars. And so this is this is one of the greatest moments from the thing where, like, you know, Mick's like, oh, yeah, you know, I, <laughs> I respect the haircut now <laughs> because he's a thief. Uh, so that was that was fun. A fun little bit. But uh, it uh, there, there's a lot of different things that were neat in this episode or not neat, but like fun. Uh, you had Nate's whole hitting on Ray's mom thing. <laughs> That was, she was hot. She was. She was totally hot. Like, had that been me, uh, and I was even if Ray was my friend, I'd be like, dude, sorry, your mom's hot. Is there a is there a cougar on the premise? Uh. <laughs> right. And 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 you got to assume like I don't I don't know what uh, the what the story is with Ray's father, but uh, I would assume that that she's a mother and she's working yeah. hard for her money. Uh, so hard for her money. The money. <laughs> so hard for the money. But yeah, <laughs> that also brings up another interesting side point here with uh, with Nate and Amaya. Like, I don't know what Nate's deal is, but he he keeps pushing the sexual tension thing so far, where he's you know actively flirting with other women in front of her. Uh, did, I, did they have a relationship? Uh, uh, conversation, I, I suppose, as to where they are right now, because I'm trying to figure out where they are. Did they? They're not back together, but they're not totally separate. She's helping them because of Zari. What's the deal going on with that? Like, you know, relationships, it's, it's not in, in TV shows, especially like that's not my favorite part about The Flash or about Legends or any of that kind of stuff. So I usually just kind of like in one ear out the other. What's the deal with them right now? I don't know. What, I don't know what's going on. Can somebody enlighten me here? Kyle, Will, you know, what, what, what's the deal? I, I think that they're friends, but trying to be, um, excuse me, be professional about it. And Nate is definitely not being professional about it whatsoever. No, he is not. <laughs> That's okay. my whole thing. Well, it's like when you work with your ex, you know. I mean, if you, if you, you know, I, I raise your hand if you've been divorced. Yeah. Um, you know, if you have like a relationship that you have to have with your ex. That that's what it's like. It's like you know, and then you find new and neat little ways to needle them a little bit, and you know, like he said, and his first thing was, "Why are you jealous?" You know, it's like. He's, you know, he's kind of Nate's creepy. Let's let's just lay this out there. Nate's creepy. Nate is a creepy, creepy character. He's become more creepy since the season started. I just is it, is it, is it like a frat bro kind of creepy, or yes. is it like a desperate weirdo kind of creepy? There's a difference. <laughs> well, you know, there's there's like you know, internet neckbeard creepy, and then there's like you know rapey kind of like douche boy frat guy sort of creepy yeah i think he's well, just more the insecure like yeah he's like he's the insecure creepy 
Okay. Okay. So, so because one of those, one of those is is is, is kind of harmless. Like the internet neckbeard creepy is, yeah, it's creepy, but it's it's pretty harmless, right? I mean, let's be honest here. Uh, and then you have like the uh, see, we have to be careful on that though, Bell, because I mean, I, the climate in this <clears throat> in America is changing, especially when it comes to media. I don't know that we can say that anymore. Like, who's to define so, harmless? You know. Well, okay. Well, I, I'm talking about. Uh, uh, yes. Let let me let me let me freight. Yes. You know there. Uh, words are are important and like things that you say can make people feel uncomfortable and things like that and so like you know the internet creepy person i don't think they would progress passwords uh and so that's a good thing in that they're not going to physically assault someone right and if your mom's uh, listening tonight i've got words for her. you know just send them my way <laughs> <laughs> sorry yeah but i mean i don't know it's like it's like well, that's what i'm trying to figure out about nate is nate one of those creepy dudes who's gonna like you know turn into a, a, a really stalky creepy like kind of guy so. or is, is he gonna like just hang on that precipice of like sex offender that sex offender line you know <laughs> like which side of that line is he gonna be on i don't know i i think he's just gonna be you know awkward and weird until you know something happens and they're in danger and all of a sudden it's like they can't keep their hands off each other and here we are you know so Someone's nate and i are totally getting back together right? oh god yes Someone's going to go into a river again and get wet. Someone's going to have to take off their clothes to keep warmth again. I mean, you know, that works every time. Like, every time I go hiking with chicks, I'm like, hey, look at this river. It's December. It's like, yeah, but it's a river. I'll have hypothermia. Let's get, you know, in the tent naked. Naked. That's never never happened. (laughs) It's coming. Uh, Yeah, yeah. And so, of course, we have Nate kind of like his weird, creepy side by hitting on Ray's mom. Uh, and uh, later hitting on the alien version of Ray's mom. Um, so Which I was, called that, that like six seconds after it happened. <laughs> what, do you do what? When she started come playing up to him, I'm like, oh, that's the Dominator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If that's not the Dominator, then uh, Ray's mom is a freak, and that's that's pretty that's pretty hot. That would also explain Ray's psychological issues, yeah. <laughs> I know, it right? would. Like when your mom's a freak like that? I mean, come mm-hmm. on. Um, I, I'm I'm familiar with a mother like that actually, and that's all I'm going to say on that topic because we're recording. I yeah <laughs> yeah can't have that live forever on the internet. Right? Oh yeah, no, absolutely not. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you guys off the air. You ever want the story? But you know, my my girlfriend listens to this occasionally, so yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> is it is it like a super bad situation where it's uh you know uh think more American Pie. Oh, <laughs> Stifler's mom. <laughs> Stifler's mom has got it going on. I didn't say anything. We should just get off this whole line of uh, of uh, commenting right. right now. And Back moving, to Legends. Moving on. Luckily, I'm editing this week. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, so, so yeah, uh, we we have uh, we we have the, the speaking of the mother dominator uh, and Nate's. Really, I told weird. you we had to change the topic. Oh, oh, sorry, wrong one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, speaking of, of Nate's, you know, weird relationship with this, uh, with this Dominator, uh, we have a fight scene between um, Sarah and the Dominator, and they're trying to, you know, I guess figure Dominate. out. The mom wants to know where the where the kid is, and so the kid or the mom uses the mind control on uh, on Sarah after cocooning her, which was a very big no no. Note to self. If I ever meet Katie Lotz, uh, don't cocoon her because she will then proceed to kick my ass. Indeed. Um, 
Hold yeah, on. so that they find I, out, I uh, you know, where the denominator is. They're going to this research place to try to find it. We have Zari, who's been chasing after uh, Little Ray, uh, trying to, like, you know, earn his confidence. And so she, you know, pretends she, you know, plays these, like, you know, games and whatnot. And uh, did anybody else find it interesting how apparently baby dominators have no mass? And the so? reason why I, the reason why I say that is like every time the baby dominator was in that bag, it looked like the bag was empty. Oh yeah, <laughs> there was, I mean, they, didn't, they didn't even put like a watermelon in the bag, so it would sag at least a little bit. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, but, that's uh, really weird. Now that I think about it. Yeah, yeah, it, it was it was uh, you know again you know you got budgets and stuff, so of course they're gonna keep the baby dominator in the bag as long as possible, but. Uh, so they go and they, they, they make it over to the uh, to the research facility and we have the baby dominators getting tortured, poor little thing, and everyone's scared of the dominator. And this, this is this is what's this is what's really kind of bizarre to me about this whole thing is uh, the the way they portray dominators in the show, uh, in the crossover, and all this kind of stuff. It's like they're these fucking you know. Sorry, I didn't mean to say. <laughs> I may have chugged two beers in about ten minutes, so <laughs> and that just happens. Keep this. Keep this. I will. Oh, this is gold. Welcome to Flash gold. TV. I never know. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, they portray him as these horrible monsters and stuff, but this this little dominator just seems like any other kind of like baby. It's 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 like a baby with with special powers, right? Like you, you don't want to make it angry because it doesn't really know or fully comprehend or understand the limits of its powers, and so it might inadvertently kill something or hurt something and not really know what it's doing. Yeah. Uh, so I, I get that vibe a lot, but, you know, it, it seemed like Ray was able to, uh, uh, young Ray, was able to kind of, like, see that, and, you know, his benevolence, the the baby kind of fed off that, and so it was, it was you know, a good sort of scenario there. But um, I don't know, like, ever had any sort of baby dominator contact in the comics are the dominators this evil presence that they kind of portray uh in the crossover and with 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 the 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 dominator's mom uh will i mean like like is this is this a precedent that they have changed in the show or is this something that maybe there's some comic background on that i don't i don't know i've only seen the adult dominators like the invasion storyline and you know various other times they've never really gone through the baby thing i mean they've done it in other media with other things like um, we'll talk about this in speculation, you know what I think of that. But I, this may not be the last time I think we're going to see the Dominator. So, okay, okay. But I mean, yeah, I there's yeah, no yeah. been. This is obviously made up, and it's it was overall decent. I mean, it it had you know, it had me hooked. Yeah, you know, I I I agree. I thought it was it was an interesting kind of change to it, where it's one of those you know you have this like oh this ferocious enemy, and then all of a sudden the, the infant ferocious enemy is like not nearly as ferocious as it seems so it kind of question you start to question about what the dominators as a whole and, and what it is about him and like whether or not there's some sort of like giant misunderstanding as to why we're we're always fighting with him and whatnot so uh but but speaking of fighting we, we get to this point where um we're in the uh we're in the facility we find the baby dominator uh old ray and this this was interesting too because we had a situation where old ray sees young ray reacting uh, the way he does to all of these different things, all these these stimuli where he's always doing the positive stuff and uh, doing the the positive thinking, and he kind of has a change of heart, right? He he tells little Ray, "Hey, look, the world sucks. Everything's terrible. You need to like you know get real with it." But Zari is the one who steps in. And is like, "No, no, 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 no. Like you know, you be you. 
you know, you do your whole thing and, uh, you know, keep that positive mindset. And eventually that's, uh, you know, that's what really helps them get out of there because little Ray is able to uh, let the dominator out without hampering its abilities, which allows it to take control of these characters and make them sing, um, uh, singing in the rain, singing in the rain, singing in the rain, which, uh, by the way, I'm going to check and make sure that we have this in here. Yes. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> which, yeah, that, that was, that was an interesting thing. Cause you know, all Ray wanted to do was watch a movie with an alien and, uh, he wasn't able to do that the entire time, which kind of sucked. But, um, we did get to see a baby dominator make people sing singing in the rain, which is pretty neat. <laughs> um, didn't, didn't see that one kind of coming. Maybe I thought, no, that was definitely interesting to see and to watch. Yeah. Right. And, and, <laughs> and it's great because I love watching the people's faces as they're doing the dance numbers because looking around at each other, like, uh, <laughs> what's going on. I was yeah. very much reminded of Beetlejuice, um, and yes. the, um, uh, uh, banana man song. Banana the, banana table? song? the banana boat song. Dale. Yeah. Dale. Oh. Oh, Dale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's called Banana Man, right? Yeah, Banana Boat, I think it's called. No. But yes, I know where you're I got to find out the name of this, of this. I thought it was called Dale. Yeah, Banana, Banana, Banana Boat song, and in parentheses it says Dale. Uh, come, Mr. Tallyman, tally me banana. banana. Daylight come and um, you want to go. Wait, which which actually they've done that before. Holy crap, I forgot yes, about they that. Did. They, yes, yeah. they did. It was during the Apollo thirteen mission. Yes, during the Apollo thirteen mission, they actually referenced Beetlejuice as well as they sort of played off of that in this episode while referencing E. T. at the same time. So that's 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 pretty interesting there. Yeah. Um so uh let's see here. So so we you know eventually we, we bust out of the place. Uh and let's talk about the B plot here for a, for a second, because this is really the only part where it comes in. Um, they're trying to go and and pull everybody out, if, you know, evacuate the team and everything. But the Wave Rider has been stolen by Mick Jax and Doctor Stein to go see Doctor Stein's uh, 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 daughter have a kid, so he's going to be a granddad. And um, the the whole subplot that they had, where it's like, oh, what is this, you know? mysterious thing that Dr. Stein's doing. It's like, everybody knows he's going to go see his daughter. There's no, there's no question about that whatsoever. Um, I'm kind of surprised they even like wasted the drama on that. I mean, what did you guys think? Were, were you convinced that, that Stein was going to sell them out? No, there was no convincing whatsoever. Yeah, it, it was, it was, it, it, make, it didn't make any sense as to why Stein would want to uh, rat him out. He just wants to see his, his uh, grandson. Granddaughter, whatever. Yeah, right. I right. Even like I, when I was live tweeting, I even brought that up. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah so that you know. And, right, go ahead. No, just that you know, it. I was. I brought that up. It didn't fool. I don't think it fooled anybody. Yeah, yeah. And so I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, why even go there if, if that's if it's not going to fool anybody, but you know, whatever it, it, it was, just, it was a storyline and it worked and it, and it, and it's bringing about this, this whole, uh, you know, conclusion that we have that there's going to be a split version of, of, of Jackson, Dr. Stein. So this Dr. Stein can live his life normally and we can get a, uh, a, a full fledged, uh, uh, firestorm without having to have a Dr. Stein. So that, that'll be, that'll be interesting to see there. But, uh, one, one thing though, one question that I have before we start getting into some uh, speculation and whatnot was, uh, well, first off, let's conclude the episode, right? They give the alien back, the dominator back, and the dominator's all like, yay, I'm not going to kill you guys because I got my kid back. And then it gets teleported back up in the air. 
and uh, everything's hunky dory. Uh, Doctor Stein's daughter has the baby, and everything's groovy there. But here's my question: Did they flashy thing little Ray? They did not do it on screen, at least. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> what? Uh, flash. I, I thought them. that's why Kevin Spacey was in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just the way you said flashy thing, little Ray. I'm like, oh boy, we can't. I can't wow. let this. Every time you've said little Ray, my brain went there, and just the way you put it, I'm just like, <laughs> was the guy that accused him of assault named Ray? No, but it's still oh, funny. Okay. <laughs> close enough. Close enough. Yeah. Um. Oh. No, that's that's yeah. <laughs> So, you know, this this is another thing altogether, but, like, if they didn't flashy thing Little Ray, uh, because Kevin Spacey was trying to do it. Uh, <laughs> what does this mean for Adult Ray? Is Adult Ray going to, like, all of a sudden completely Remember change everything? personality? Yeah, like, you know. Well, that's I mean, the thing. If he's, he, he technically has lived it because he was there. Um, adult Ray. So he's going to have the memories no matter what. Right. So, but as adult Ray, that's different than as child Ray, because child Ray has his memories, and for the next you know twenty some odd years, those memories can impact who he is and the choices that he makes, right? Right, but I don't think they're going to go. I don't think they're going to go that deep. Okay. I don't. I don't think the writers are going to go that deep. But that. Okay. Well, you know, I, I I think that's that's a good point. We'll probably see what happens. It probably you're you're probably right. It will be nothing. But I think though that we have some stuff. That we can uh, that we can kind of dig deeper into, and so maybe it's time for a little speculation. It's time for speculation. All right, so we got a couple things we can talk about here. Uh, first one is going to be the baby dominator. In fact, both the points down are going to be about the baby dominator because these are things that I'm curious about and things that I want to know. So we have this baby dominator that was saved. We also know that this baby dominator was saved before the dominator crossover that happened last year. So here's the question. Is that baby dominator going to have any sort of future impact with the Legends? Specifically, will that baby dominator come back and save Ray in some sort of situation, or uh, uh, broker a peace between the Dominators and other planets. Like, wh what do you guys think? Will uh, is the Baby Dominator going to come back and, and 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 have some sort of interaction with Ray in the future? Absolutely, I think that they there's no way they don't do that. They they'd be stupid not to, you know, have the Dominator come back. I think Ray gets captured at some point somehow, and the Dominator, you know recognizes Ray for who he is when he goes in his brain and he's like, Oh my God, you know, I, it, it's a, it's way too easy of a get out of jail free card for, for the writers. So here's my question. Uh, during the crossover last year, was Ray ever captured by the dominators at any point? Yes, he was. Uh, was it was he, the arrow episode. Okay. Was he released by a dominator? No. Okay. Okay. Cause I was they thinking released, they released themselves because it was all part of a, uh, dream sequence where oh, that's right. they never got on the boat, sort of thing. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, it was, and it's basically it was basically Marvel's 
what if, but right. in DC. Yeah. Okay, so Will, then, where do you think this, this, uh, this since, since it didn't happen already in the, because I was thinking that'd be kind of a neat way to sort of tie everything together, where, like, a Dominator just releases uh, Ray for some reason, and no one knows why, until we have this episode of Legends. I thought that might, that, that might have been kind of an interesting way to sort of tie up a loose end in the crossover. But uh, uh, where do you think that this is going to happen, though? Like, are we going to see the Dominators again I on Legends? So. I think you're going to see them again at some point. There's almost no way they can't. You know, it's, it's plus they already have the effect rendered. They already have the movement done. I mean, it's it's easy. They're a cheap effect, really. In essence, I think we'll see them again. I mean, we've seen them twice since they left. Yeah, that's true. You know, true. and and they, we haven't seen them on Supergirl, which is really where they belong. We right? did see them on Supergirl. Oh, did we? Okay. We we saw them. It was on Hunter's Moon. Okay, that's right. You're right. So I I do. I think you'll see them again. I think they're going to be. You know. And it'll be an episode where, you know, everything looks dire and awful. And all of a sudden, here comes this baby, this dominator that's all grown up and, you know, rescues Ray and lets him know that, you know, it, it's Hugh. It's Hugh from Star Trek. You know, it's the yeah. same idea. So I think anyway. Yeah. Well, uh, so what do you think, Kyle? Do you think this is going to be the same kind of thing where we're going to see this, this baby dominator come back and uh, do some sort of. Deus Ex Dominator? <laughs> no, I I don't think so. I I think they're going to be done with the Dominators at least for this year. I think they're trying to get they just they just had this story that they had in mind and they just wanted to use the Dominators one last time. Um, yeah, I don't I don't see them coming back anytime soon. Okay. It just it, Plus, they need to kind of move the story forward right. a little bit because they can't always go back to the Dominators. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, see, I, I, I don't know. I don't see uh, I don't see them. I, I agree with Will. I mean, they, they have all this stuff done with it. They have the, uh, the, 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 the animations. They have the graphics. They have all that kind of stuff. And um, I can see them using it again in the future. But uh, I kind of agree with Kyle, too. I mean, like, it's it's... Dominators are in the past. We have a new crossover coming soon, so I mean, really? there's there's more opportunities for different things there. Maybe this will be a uh, a season four thing. Who knows? Really, Hopefully. fancy Fencerton. So let me get this straight. You you agree with me and Kyle, and we were actually well, pretty much. To, he's like, I'll see him. I'm like, you'll see him again. He's like, no, but you agree with us both. Well, because I because <laughs> the thing is, like, from a, from a logistical standpoint, I they know. have the animations, like you said, right? I'm just being a jerk. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he has his own opinions, man. Yeah. And they happen to be the I, uh, the, the amalgamation of yours and my opinion. Well, that's because if, if, if one of you is wrong and one of you is right, then I am partially right and I'm not around. wrong. Right. And so I would rather be you know right than wrong. And so but I'm could just you be left. Be, right. I could be left. I could be left. That is true. Like my love life. No. Um, <laughs> but but yeah. So I mean, I don't know. It's 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 one of those things where like I. I I don't know. We'll probably see Dominators again just because they have the assets and it's just there. Right. So I mean, but uh, I don't know. I don't know if we'll see it again this season. I mean, that's one of those things. But the other question, though, that I have is this could because this happens before the Dominators invade, right? This happens right. before they invade, and so we have this invasion, and Ray has a history with these Dominators, and like, why didn't we see any sort of 
any any uh, indication of that when we had the Dominator crossover? And I, was it? I mean, obviously the answer is because the writers hadn't thought about it yet. It's um, because it's an, an anachronism that hasn't happened yet. Right. So, okay, so ha- remember, he was there as an anachronism. He wasn't supposed to be an 88. That's true. That's true. So it is an anachronism. So that's why there's not going to be any sort of, and that, that's, that, you know, that's an easy cop out method to like, just be like, oh yeah, well, this is why there's no problems because it's an anachronism. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just I, like I, going back to 2017, Los Angeles, why are there dinosaurs there when there wasn't any there before? It's because, yeah, because we screwed up. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. It's just, it's just an anachronism. So, um, so, but even still, though, so if this is an anachronism, then how would the Dominators be able to come back and uh, have any sort of impact on this in the future? I think it would just be the same. They would just let, I think it would just play out the same way. Yeah. Okay. Because then, then you also have Cisco going back to 1954 and rescuing the Dominator, too. Ah, uh, Okay. Okay. Interesting. So, yeah, you know, the, the whole anachronism thing sort of allows them to uh, write off things in certain ways and, and do different things and make it so that it's like, oh, yeah, that's the reason why this is, you know, th- there's no repercussions for this in the future or in the past is because it was an anachronism, so we don't have to worry about it. Right. Uh, which, you know, it, it works and it doesn't, but uh, what are you going to do? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> All righty. Well, any any other speculation uh, that you guys have for this episode? I mean, I'm, um, just, I'm just saying. No, I'm, I think that's I don't good. Really know. I, I mean, Zari in her, in her costume. I think that's not the last time we're going to see that. No. Oh, I for agree. sure. No. And it, yeah, you know, so it did look like I really have to wear this. <laughs> Where did she get the costume from? That's that's my question. Was is this my something? Guess Ray. He just made or something. Yeah. And it, uh, I'm trying to. I'm gonna look it up right quick. I, I, I wonder if like her amulet has some like Egyptian writing on it. Oh, uh, because we know that she's Muslim, but I don't know. Is, is she Iranian? Is she uh, is she uh, Egyptian? Like, what's what's her nationality? Um, she is. Uh, that is from New Fifty Two, but. Because it looks Egyptian, the costume looks Egyptian. I mean, she, her in the comics, she is Egyptian. Egyptian. Okay. Okay. In, because um, Teth Adam and all them were in ancient Egypt. That's true. That's so, true. Yeah, but all it says is that uh, Zari grew up Muslim. And are they? Wasn't her name in the comics Isis? Am I? Yes, it was. It's yeah. Her her like actual name is a. Ardini Ardania Tomez. Okay. Which is Zari's Zari's first name is you know, Corzari. Then her middle name and last name Adrina Tomez is the right Isis name. Okay. So I guess here's something we could speculate on. Will they call her Isis in Absolutely uh, not. No. No. Yeah. They would have yeah. done it by now. <laughs> I, I, I have to agree with you on that one. Uh, no, because of you know the terrorist because, ties. Yeah, and and the fact that she's that she's Muslim, they will definitely not go there. I I, I can I can agree with that. Oh, did they have ISIS on Smallville? Did they? Smallville season ten episode ISIS. Yeah, saw Erica Dunlance's Lois Lane turn into the something 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 ISIS. Oh, oh, maybe. I just was looking I mean, at pictures. I was trying to see what the uh, 
uh, what Zarya's costume looked like when they did it. Oh, I mean, the actress who plays her is is Iranian. So, I mean, okay, close, okay, right? Yeah. Well, anywho, so that makes sense, though. So, yeah, I, I guess uh, we will most certainly see that costume again. Um, and hopefully we'll see more of that power set because that's, that's kind of an interesting power set. I'm curious as to how these, you know, all of these amulets and whatnot fit together because it seems to be the hydrophobic, not hydrophobic, but the, the, the hydro assassin person and uh, obviously uh, uh, Maya's amulet and Zari's amulet have some sort of connection. And so we'll we'll have to see. Uh, Here, I put goes. the I put her costume in the uh, in the chat window. Oh, nice! Very cool. Along with uh, Erica Durance's. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like her, like Zari's uh, belt buckle has the same amulet from Lois's, which is also looks like the same belt buckle on the original Isis character. Yeah. Nice throwback there. That's pretty cool. We'll post these yeah. links in the uh, uh, descriptions and whatnot when we put out the episode Absolutely. so you guys can see what we're talking about here. Um, well, yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. Uh, it looks like we got a little bit, not too much to speculate about this week, but uh, we'll see what happens next week. And uh, it's now time for the greatest portion of this show, and that is Mix Quote of the Week. All right, so mixed quote of the week. We got a couple here. Uh, we're going to go by, and uh, as always, I'm going to let our resident Mick impersonator, Kyle, go ahead and uh, read us our, our options, and then we'll all vote and choose the quote of the week. So, Kyle, if you will. Hand over the candy and your allowance. <laughs> that was good. That was real good. <laughs> Not as good as Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> and then, <laughs> once a geek, always a geek. I can knock this place off with a water pistol. <laughs> I, I, I will say, I think my vote is for not as good as Fiddler on the Roof this week because that just added so many dimensions to Mick's character. <laughs> in, in one line, it's like, whoa, hold on. <laughs> what, yeah. is this, what, is, what is going on? And then, uh, Kyle, and then Sarah gave Sarah gave him gave him the look like really, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so Kyle, what do you think? What, what's your, what's your pick this week? I, li- I like I like Fiddler on the Roof. All right, Will. Uh, I actually I really thought Hand Over the Candy and you're a lot just because of where it was at the time, you know, because they were oh, doing okay. this heroic stance, and he's like Hand Over the Candy and your allowance. <laughs> I just <laughs> I was, was like he was going to like roast those kids with the yeah. fire gun. But that didn't happen. <laughs> I just, but yes, I mean, all of it was good. I mean, that's just it. I mean, and maybe I should talk about that, that uh, we are trying to live tweet the show every week. So I was live tweeting this week, and I mean, I hashtag Mick quote of the week. So, and I mean, I was oh, like, nice. oh my God, there's like five of them. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was, it was a good week. So um, yeah, I, I like that, but not as good as Fiddler also made me laugh out loud. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I guess we're going to give it to Not As Good As Fiddle On The Roof. So Kyle, if you'll do us a pleasure and read us Mix Quote Of The Week for this week. <sighs> not As Good As Fiddler On The Roof. And I thought he said something like, it's my favorite. <laughs> I thought he said so too, but I couldn't, I yeah. couldn't well, go back. Well, somebody said something it. to him. They were like, Fiddler? He's like, 
It's my favorite. Well, it's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, everybody. That's a uh, mixed quarter of the week for this week. And actually, you know what? We also have some news and feedback for this week. Uh, coming over the wire right now, it's news and feedback. And feedback. All right. So we got feedback from Ross on the Facebook page this week. Uh, and so I'm, I'm going to give that to Will. And Will, are you go sure? Ahead you and, uh, first right. off, apologize. I do. I have to apologize to Ross. Ross, I'm very sorry. I did not know you, you were Scottish. And so I, when I read it in a very refined British accent that probably made you sound much more intelligent than you probably are. Um, hey, oh, <laughs> hey, he tried to take my job. He's like, snap, crackle, and pop. He said, and I quote, if you ever want to switch Will out for a co-host who likes Constantine, is good at Injustin, and has an absolutely charming Scottish accent, call me. So I feel okay <laughs> throwing a little shade his way right now. But anyway. Just, just a bit. Just a so, bit. But in, you know what? I don't want to be offensive. Um, so I'm going to read his, uh, his post, and I'll read it with a nice, refined Scottish accent. All right, hold on here. Let me try to get into character. Scottish, okay. I don't wear underwear. Uh, I'm wearing a dress in public. Uh, Mel Gibson is my hero. Okay. All right, we're good. All right. Hi, lad. The one thing I wanted to see in the episode is a flash forward to the first big crossover in the scene on the rooftop when the legends were fighting the Dominators and had to have the one Dominator just look up at Ray flying past. Also... How the hell are they going to split up Firestorm? And have the Lucky Charms? What? No, sorry. I had a blast. Will! Yes. Sorry. You that was Scottish. <laughs> Ross, <laughs> my most deepest and sincere apologies. Yes, but... Ross. You are our favorite, you're one of my favorite fans. You definitely have a sense of humor, which is good. Because I thought that was a really great Irish accent or Scottish accent. No, yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was totally wonderful. We're, really, no, we, what's the difference? We totally Let's appreciate the feedback, though. But yeah. One's just angry. Yeah, <laughs> that 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 does bring up a good question. It's one of those things where it's like they always emphasize how Firestorm they have to you know join up every now and again, uh, otherwise they'll die. Right. And so you know it, it will be interesting to see how they figure out that, to split that up. And uh, you know I'm wondering if we're going to see uh, any sort of cameos from other characters that are super smart in the Arrowverse. Could be a possibility. Maybe we'll see some Cisco. Maybe we'll see some uh, uh, Mister Terrific or uh, you know anybody else. But um, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to see how they plan on doing that and whether or not this means that we'll see more Firestorm in the show or if they're going to continue to come up with reasons as to why not to show him uh, because they have budget spent elsewhere. Right. <laughs> we shall see. And I, I, but, uh, I do, too. It's, it's an interesting idea that they, they'll probably try to find some way to split up Firestorm or you know, give him other fire powers and call him Firebrand or, you know what I mean? It's like they may try to find – I wonder if they're not going to try to find some way to do a cheaper effect. You know, yeah. So yeah, I can see that. But I mean, yeah, I mean, with losing Victor Garber, it's you know something's going to happen. I don't think they're going to bring another character in. In fact, I think they'll use this to be able to maybe bring in because um, I'm I look at this and I see how they kind of trim the cast down, like they did it from season one to season two by getting rid of the Hawks and only bringing in you know they brought in Amari and Nate, but and you know but they kept uh, Rory not. Dang it! That's that's Doctor Who. They Rip. kept Rip. Um, Rip. You know, Rip was only in half the time, and you know, s supposedly due to a scheduling conflict. But here we are again. You know, it's season three, and he's only here half the time. So I gotta kind of wonder if they're, you know, if they'll use this to kind of shave some money off the budget and be able to bring in maybe Rip and you know somebody else is true. 
Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Uh, well, again, Ross, thank you for the feedback. We always yes. appreciate it. And uh, if you guys want to uh, write us some more feedback, you can hit us up on our Facebook page. Um, but uh, we'll give you the other information here in just a minute. But it looks like we're out of time. However, if you want to keep in touch with us and submit us some awesome feedback uh, while we travel a time stream, here's how. You can follow me on Twitter at ringthatbell, spelled B-E-A-L-L. Uh, you can follow me at KyleCrowsey89, and you can also listen to me on the Atomic Eatem podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at, at WRBenson. And like I said, we are live tweeting now, usually every episode Tuesday nights at 9 Eastern. So t- tune in through Twitter as well. And that'll be on our Legends uh, Twitter, which is coming up. Yeah, and uh, if, you, if, you, if you can't, you know... Hit us up on Twitter because you need more characters. I'm trying to like <laughs> not do the line from Blast TV Talk, but it's so ingrained in my brain. Just it's do so it. Hard. Just do it. It's your just, line. Just, we you talk know what? about you know, it. It's my line. I made up that line. It's mine. TM, it's copyright, all that stuff. You know what? If 140 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at legendstvtalk at gmail.com. Uh, we also created a Facebook page, so be sure to like us there at facebook.com slash legendstvtalk. And if you want to check us, like Will said, live tweet every Tuesday at 9 p.m., 8 p.m., 9 Eastern, 8 Central. Uh, you can do that by following us at Legends Talk TV. Uh, so check us out there. And if you like this show, check out some of the other shows for the DC TV Talk Network, Supergirl TV Talk, Starkville Labs, Flash TV Talk, and iZombie TV Talk. And while you're at it, check us out on iTunes and give us a review. We will read them on the show. And don't forget, you can download all of the TV Talk podcasts on the Satchel Podcast Player, Google Play Store, as well as the Apple iTunes Store. And as always, special thanks to Charlie Bach for making our music for our bumps and our outro music. You can check out the rest of his awesome stuff at SoundCloud.com slash Charlie Bach. And as always, you stay classy, you idiots.